You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, theater fans. One and all, welcome back to the We Are Theater podcast. We are chilling in gander once again and this week we've got standby alana trana with us hey alana how are you going hello i'm good how are you i am fantastic we are deep diving into come from away once again for you guys that are unaware if you're in australia last chance to see the show it is on right now in sydney so make sure you are getting down getting your tickets and seeing this show because you are not going to want to miss this um alana do you want to chat us through your role as a standby who you cover in the show as well yeah yeah, of course. So, yeah, I'm a standby. So that means I cover uh, some of the female roles in the show. Um, so go on, you know, if someone's sick or injured or has leave or anything like that. Um, I cover five of the six female roles now. So I used to have four. Now I have five. Uh, so the only one I don't cover at the moment is Bonnie. And then every other female I do cover. Yay. How exciting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what let's let what has been your favorite role to get in and play um over this time oh that's a tricky question look they're all so wonderful in their own way uh and i mean the best part of my job is the variety that i get uh, with all of the roles um all of the women are just so wonderful and um unique in their own special way uh and they all have their uh challenges the roles like the tracks all have individual challenges um some of them have a bit more singing some of them uh don't really ever leave the stage some of them have lines that are sort of always on their own so that's sort of a bit tricky to remember where you're up to um I mean I love playing Bev Bass uh that's obviously a real um favorite of mine and one of the ones that I would go on for um more because we have like primaries and secondaries so ones that we go on for uh straight away and then others that we would only go for go on for if two or three people were sick um and yeah, I, Bev and Janice are my sort of two main ones and um, I adore them both equally. They're, they're just so much fun and um, yeah, they're really, really great women to play and portray out there. Yeah. And this story is a cool one. So what's it like to obviously over time get to tell this story from multiple different perspectives and get that opportunity as an actor? Yeah, I mean... I feel like it may, I hope it's not, but I feel like it may be a once in a lifetime opportunity, uh, you know, because it, it's something wonderful about being in an ensemble show where you're all doing it together, but everyone has their moments and their things that they contribute to the storytelling in the show. Um, and I'm just super grateful for that. I mean, yeah, it's, 
even just to rehearse them if you don't actually do them is really wonderful and um, gives you a lot as an actor. Some of them are really far away from me. Some of them, you know, age-wise are really far away from me. Um, things that I've never experienced in my life yet, being a mother, all those sorts of things. Uh, so it's a true gift as an actor to get to sort of stretch my range like that um, and, yeah, and, you know, tell these women's stories and, and get to sort of play around with so many different characters it's a real gift and I feel very grateful <laughs> yeah I have a huge respect for swings and standbys out in the world and I feel like some people don't really understand how much work goes into what you do um do you want to chat us through your process of learning five characters and remembering stage entrances lines harmonies everything <laughs> like that because all of that stuff would shift from character to character and everything like that so what's that like process like for you yeah, so to be honest, when I first came into this show, I hadn't done that before. I'd covered in the ensemble, um, but I hadn't done something like this before with this many tracks. And this show is unique in its challenges in that uh, we don't leave the stage a lot uh, when we're out there. So there's no time to sort of come off and like read your script or go through, you know, where you're going to next and things like that. So you really do have to just flat out know it, yeah. um, which I mean, you should anyway, but um, <laughs> there's, there's no time for that. Um, I think obviously we had to know all of the lines um, and lyrics and things like that prior to rehearsals. So I think that was a really big help in having all of that down. And I guess I just think about them each as a, as a sort of um, beginning, middle and end journey. Uh, I think about, yeah, this is that track. This is where they start and this is their journey. And I sort of have them somewhere in my brain like that, a bit of a, a bit of a through line, um, you know, we call them tracks and that's sort of how I think about it. This track goes there, they say this, they move there, they do this chair. Um, I have like, uh, you know, um, sheets that I'm, I will remind myself of of things, numbers and things like that if I need to. Um, and I think I sort of try to keep the ones that I'm most likely to go for the freshest in my brain just because um, that helps me rather than having all five of them like ready to go, that's probably a little bit impossible. So um I have like the two or three that I'm most likely to go on for sort of always sitting there ready to go. And then the others are sort of back here somewhere. And if I need to, I can bring them forward and, and go from there. Um, but yeah, I'm learning as I'm going, to be honest, because I hadn't done it before. And I think um, I've surprised myself in that. I, I feel like I am, I'm definitely capable of doing it, which I wasn't sure I would be. Um, but it's, I'm learning as I'm going and, and sort of finding tricks and tips along the way. Yeah. It, it's a huge task and huge respect to anyone doing multiple roles in a show it blows my mind um thank you getting to obviously go on for the first time you would have sat seen the show multiple times when it first opened what was it like getting that opportunity to step on stage in front of an audience for the first time well I have a very interesting story about my first time actually um I so at the beginning, they told us, I'll try and tell this as quickly as I can because it's a long story. Um, but we, we, um, we have two primaries at, at the beginning of our, back when we started in 2019, I think it was, we have two primary covers and two secondary covers. And when we started rehearsals, um, you know, in the playing cast of learning everything, we sort of were told just to focus on our two primary covers so that like all the female tracks were covered. Um, because it was too much to learn for at once. So all through rehearsals and previews, we were just focusing on uh, our two primary covers. Um, and I got woken up with a call from our stage manager at probably like nine o'clock in the morning before a Wednesday matinee 
And he said, oh, this is the call that you've been dreading. And I thought, no, no, let's do this. Like, I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's get out there. And he said, no, no, um, it's for Diane, which was my like fourth character, which I like hadn't looked at. I obviously knew the words and the lyrics, but I had not um, looked at her because we were told, you know, just to focus on the two. Um, So I was like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, I don't know this. Uh, And he was like, just get in here as quick as you can. So I think I jumped in the shower for all of 30 seconds, got in an Uber, went to the theater. Um, I didn't have to do the matinee, but then I did have to do the night. So uh, I sort of spent the day, you know, going over as much of it as I can. Um, We weren't sure what was going to happen as to who was going to be going on or how it was going to work. Um, and there was a part of me that was like, this isn't going to happen. There's no way. <laughs> and then it was, yeah, three hours before the second show um, that they called and said, yeah, we're going to get you to do it. And I broke out in hives. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then, you know, went to the stage. And luckily the um, our wonderful uh, associate uh, choreographer was still here and he um, was like, okay, well, you enter from stage left and you're going to go over here. And we just sort of plotted through as much as we could of the show. We didn't get through all of it. Um, some of the lovely cast members came in to sort of be bodies around me and help me because they all knew what a nightmare it was. And um, yeah, and I went out that night and did the show and somehow got through it without uh, too many hiccups. Um, and I think, so I, I didn't really get to sort of like enjoy my first moment or really take it in. I think I was out of my body for most of the show because um, <laughs> I just couldn't believe that it was happening. But the good news is that it never got worse than that. That was obviously the the um, most frightening <laughs> way to get out there. And then when I did get to go on for the roles, once I'd rehearsed them, um, you know, it was wonderful. And I mean, I think as a standby, there's only, it gets to a point you have to be, I think you have to have done it a couple of times and done it in a row before you really can start to like enjoy it and take it in um, because your brain is just too focused on what you have to do and getting through it um, and notes and all that sort of stuff. So um, it, it took a while before I could really take it in and enjoy it out there. Um, but once you do, yeah, it's, it's pretty spectacular. And it does mean, you know, because we don't do it every time uh, a lot, it does mean that when we do get out there and we get those moments to enjoy it, it is just wonderful. Yeah, hundred percent. This story is a really like cool story, but also a really sensitive story to some. And having American cast members and everything like that. What well, What was your experience with nine eleven prior prior to coming to the show? What was your recollection of the events, and then getting to work with everyone and hearing their side of the story? What was that like for you? Yeah, it was really interesting. We had a day in rehearsals where we sort of sat around and and spoke about our experiences of um, 9-11 and it was really different for everyone and different, you know, for the Americans than it was for the Australians. Um, I was like young-ish at the time, so I don't know that I really got the gravity of it. I I remember, you know, being... um, a big deal and I remember sort of like adults sort of you know I I could sense that there was something going on um and I remember watching a bit of it on tv but yeah I really didn't um I wasn't old enough to sort of realize how much it changed the world and it wasn't really until we were sitting in rehearsals that day um talking about it and listening to people's experience um that I realized how much it did change the world uh you know um even just, you know, I'm sure you're, you feel the same, but uh, our experience with going to the airport, I, I can't imagine it being any different, but, you yeah. know, for a lot of them, it was very different after that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's, 
you know, it was definitely a big part of my life, but I don't think I really got the gravity of it at the time. I was just too young, but, um, but, I, but I knew something big was happening. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I was like five or something. So I remember yeah. being in school and having like a chat of some sort, but I don't remember anything about the specific day or what I was doing or anything like that. It's so like, it's just interesting. Yeah. Like I spoke to, um, Emma last week and obviously she had a more in-depth experience being able to process everything and all of that. So it's, it's interesting hearing everyone's perspectives on it. So it would have been very interesting to be in that room and just having that conversation and hearing all of that. Um, getting to put these characters together and bringing them not always to stage, but just getting to find your own version of these characters. Um, What's one of the biggest things you've learned over this period um, about this story? Uh, that's a tricky question. I mean, I've learned so much about this story. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I think like most people, I didn't know anything about this story until the musical, yeah. um, you know, and that's what I love is uh, about the show so much is, you know, people sort of realizing that in this really horrible time in history, there was this, you know, part of the world where something really beautiful was happening um, because of it. And yeah, I, I'm not sure that I could pick one. Um, I think, I guess it's sort of the best thing is that it sort of, you know, uh, restores your faith in humanity a little bit and, and, and the importance of community and kindness. Um, and I think it's really easy to forget that. So I think, um, not that I've learned that, but it's sort of, it is a really good reminder always to me, um, in the importance of that and that there are still people out there and, you know, the majority of us, you know, um, do want to help and do want to create a better world for everyone. So I think that's sort of what I take away from it the most. Yeah. And speaking of community, you guys had a really unique experience where you got to open the same show twice in the same city, <laughs> um, yeah. with COVID and all of that. So what was that like for you, obviously having, that build up with the show opening and then 2020 happening, going into lockdown, multiple lockdowns, and then opening, closing again, and coming back for the end of the Melbourne run. What was that like for you? How did you process that whole year? Yeah. I mean, look, I think we're all still processing it, right? Um, I, the first opening, um, you know, that you, they were chalk and cheese. Um, uh, the first opening, you know, we really, uh, just in, enjoyed it like you would any other show. It was wonderful having, you know, um, all of the real people over here to celebrate it with and to meet them and, and get to share the story, um, their story with them. That was really amazing. Um, you know, we had a really big, amazing opening night party. It was, it was, um, it was a big thing. And then obviously this time around, it was much less of a thing, but it, it almost sort of felt like a bigger achievement in a way because, you know, we were doing sort of what we thought was the impossible only, you know, months beforehand. Um, and also I think the show hits, it still hits as hard, but in a little, in a different way now and, and possibly like even more if, if it's, you know, if you can imagine that, um, well, you can imagine it cause you've seen it, but, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, like it sort of hits you harder this time, I think in a, in a way, um, but yeah, processing that, it was really hard. I'm, I'm sure like, you know, everyone's been saying it was really emotional coming back to it and revisiting it. And we did sort of start from scratch. Um, and I think there was just a lot of gratitude for being back, you know, because there was a long time where we just, you didn't know if you would be. Um, and I think 
I remember standing, uh, we would often rehearse across the road uh, from the comedy upstairs and I, so we could see people coming into the theatre um, when the show was going on and I just would often stand there and sort of be so grateful that people were coming yeah. because I thought even if we get it up and running, are people going to come back to the theatre? Are people going to feel safe to do that? Are they going to want to see the show? Um, and I just, I used to stand there and just watch them all lining up to go in and just, I was just so grateful that, um, you know, not only were we doing it, but people were coming. <laughs> yeah. uh, getting, obviously, um, going back to work was a big deal. So what was that like getting back into that room with people and getting to share that creative uh, vibe once again with humans in an actual room and getting to like redo this story over again? Yeah, it was very emotional. It was uh, very bizarre. Uh, I mean, literally, had you asked me a month before, I would have said, there's no way that's happening. I really would have. So I think I think there was a lot of uh, a feeling of surrealness of like, are we here? Are we doing this? Is this happening? You know, <laughs> um, are you real? <laughs> um, it was different because, you know, we were all doing masks and having COVID tests and, and checking our temperature and um, sitting away from each other in, th in music halls and things like that. So it was sort of, there's still that like um, a little bit of fear in the air, but just, you know, mostly gratitude to be back doing it. And also getting like, we, you know, we got to rediscover it and, and um, add things and, and move things around a bit in terms of our performances and, um, you know, yeah, tell the story now for, for the world that we're in now. Yeah. Did your, the way you interpret certain things change? Like, did you read lines a little differently with what happened in 2020? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it was more just finding the parallels of what we'd just been through and, you know, what the show, um, you know, talks about things like not being able to, I think there was a deeper level of understanding and a, and a, a level of like, um, personal, um, being able to sort of, yeah, completely understand what they're talking about because you'd experienced it like a lived experience. So, you know, not being able to get to loved ones, um, sort of being isolated, uh, not knowing like what your next day is going to look like, not knowing what's happening, that fear of just the unknown, um, of what the world's going to look like, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm sure someone's mentioned it, but even things like the toilet paper line, um, you know, suddenly <laughs> just, um, you know, it hits a little differently. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's, um, there was lots of things that I was like, wow, yeah, that's, that's super similar to, to what we've just gone through. Um, and you could sort of, yeah, understand it on a deeper level. Yeah. Getting to sit in the audience and watch the show, um, obviously to, as a part of your job, which is a pretty cool part mm -hmm. of your job. Um, yeah. What's your favourite moment in the show to actually perceive as an audience member? Uh, I mean, I love watching the first time um, that I'll, I'll just say this, that the stage moves um, because I don't think anyone's sort of expecting that and it comes quite late in the piece. Mm -hmm. Um but probably like one of my favorite things is watching the audience watch the show because, um, you know, even in Brisbane, for instance, uh, we sat in on the first preview, some of us, and I was just like so excited to see how a new city would would take the show and, and um, would they laugh? Would they be in it? Would they, you know, um, get everything that they needed to get? So I love watching 
uh, the audience as much as I love watching the show sometimes, just because it's, you know, you, you understand it's such a, uh, such a wonderful ride to go on. And I, and I love sort of seeing that. On yeah. Their faces. I think rides are perfect. Um, summary of the show. It's a, it's a emotional roller coaster, as I've explained it in past episodes with this show. Um, absolute nonstop from that opening all the way to the end getting to carry the emotional arc um, also with character to character because your characters have their different emotional arcs in different places on the show. Um, being on stage and seeing the other characters you play kind of have their moments, do you feel things differently in the roles that you play on certain nights, seeing other people act those roles that you're aware of? Um. I don't think so. I mean, there's something that happens where you, uh, so we, we sort of talk about it in our um, standby fam where we, you kind of have to shut those other characters out for a second. Um, yeah. it, Cause you could easily, sometimes I've found myself being like, oh, I'm just going to watch that person in that moment. Cause actually I'm not sure what the traffic is. And that's sort of when you'll, you know, forget to do something in your track. So you sort of have to like, treat it as this is my track right now and I'm just taking it in like every other cast member is taking it in you know um I'm yeah I mean I think that's the best I can answer that is I I try to sort of uh just watch it in the same way that any of them would watch each other out there or or, or yeah just be in the moment um I mean it's it's wonderful because we do there are moments where you aren't in the moment like in the moment with the other actor and you can just sort of watch yeah. um and I, I do love doing that. Um, but yeah, in terms of sort of like taking any notes or anything like that about, um, because I know I might play it at some point, I, I kind of have to shut that off yeah. to get yeah. through that particular track. Yeah. Amazing. You've got a pretty awesome cast and you had some new cast members come in uh, for the end of Melbourne. What's it been like to kind of have that fresh blood, especially after lockdown coming in, having some fresh people interpreting things different ways, having different takes on that. You had a few new standbys come in as well. Having that, cool, we're rediscovering the show, but we've also got some new faces coming in, interpreting things differently. Um, what was that like as a standby and getting to hear different perspectives from people that are looking at material for the first time? Yeah, it's wonderful. It's, it's exciting. It's funny. Um, it's interesting. You know, uh, there are so many ways that these roles, uh, I mean, you, not so many ways, but we're very empowered as um, actors to find our own versions of the roles. Uh, so you're never watching, you know, a copycat performance or, or uh, sorry, like a cookie cutter performance or something like that. Um, you're always watching that person bring, themselves to the role and that is really exciting and it's it's fun to sort of sit there and go oh I would never have thought about it like that that's a really interesting you know take on that line or um I love the way that you know that character is is different to the way the last actor played it um both of them are just as wonderful as each other it's just different and it's really interesting to watch and see how you know interpretations can be completely different but still land the same um so yeah it's been really awesome to watch that and um and to see how they all yeah bring their their own personality into their roles and um yeah I think it's only ever good for the show uh you know whenever there's another actor on that is new or something or a standby is on or anything like that 
um, it sort of forces you to listen. Um, so I think it's, it's only ever a good thing um, when you've got new energy out there because it just sort of reinvigorates everyone. Yeah, amazing. I love seeing standbys on um, in any show purely just because you see different things. If you've seen shows multiple times like I do, sorry, guys, I just <laughs> that much money. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but like even when I saw you guys in Melbourne, um, Joseph was out the second and third time that I saw the show and I had Ash in and just his perception on that Kevin character was just slightly different but also the exact same and it was just like really, really cool, especially in a small ensemble show where it's not a woman seven in the back row that does some ensemble part that if you're looking at the show for the first time, you don't really notice. Um, It's someone that has a stack of lines and is front of face the whole show. Like it's with this show, it's very unique getting to go on because it's everybody is front and center. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, any role you're going for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. As an overall point, what is your favourite thing about the story of Come From Wayne? Well, I I think sort of what I uh, probably already mentioned, but it's just that, first of all, that it's um, true, that it's, you know, that it's something that actually happened um, and that it's, yeah, that it centres around community and kindness. I think... um, it's something so simple, but it's also completely unbelievable. Um, and I love that. I love how, you know, they see it as uh, something that is often thrown around is they see it as we just made a few sandwiches. Yeah. Um, but it is just so much more than that, you know. And, uh, yeah, I love its simplicity, but it's also so enormous. And I love that. I love that. Um both those sides of the story and that just that it's true and that this happened and you know it always just makes it so much more interesting I think yeah sorry guys I am jumping all over the place this episode just because I am having so many things pop into my head because I'm thinking of things like this here sitting in the audience getting to watch a show and then when it finishes getting to kind of walk out with the audience and hearing their reaction what is that like for you as an actor to get to hear that firsthand response like obviously you get it sometimes at stage doors and that type of thing but hear that instant as soon as the lights go out response what what's that like yeah it's really wonderful uh it just sort of fills you with warmth and you know joy um because we think it's so special i mean i know it is but you just want everyone to agree with you and that doesn't that doesn't always happen on a show you might think it's amazing and um you know the audience might not or some people might not but I I I genuinely feel that it's quite unanimous that this is a is a great piece of theater and to be involved in something like that is um doesn't happen very often I don't think and uh it's yeah it's so wonderful you know, sometimes you see them sort of wiping their eyes or even just being in the audience when everyone leaps to their feet at the end and getting to feel that energy. Also, you know, because everyone's bursting to clap because um, you're not really, you only clap three times throughout the show. So um, the energy sometimes is just like palpable in the audience. And, you know, even sometimes you'll be walking to the car park and you'll hear um, people talking about it and that's really fun. I quite like it when they, um, if you've been on and they, or you're walking with someone who's in the show and they, um, they're talking and then they don't realise and they look at you and they're like, oh, <laughs> and then they sort of, you know, they want to tell you how great it was and how, um, you know, how much they loved it and that's just 
I don't think I'd ever get sick of hearing that. Yeah, I, I it, just guys, I am word speechless, wordless. Oh my god, Englishless. <laughs> um, if you guys have not seen Come From Away, I have said this multiple times through my multiple episodes on this show. You need to see this show. Um, it is one of the, I would say, most thought-provoking and eye-opening shows that you will see purely because the message, there is something in this show for everybody. doesn't matter your age, race, gender, whatever it is, there is something here for you. Um, and the way the show is put on, and I can't wait to see it from the – size of the comedy into the capital in Sydney. I'm excited to see how with the expansion, how that goes, that's going to be insane. Yeah. Uh, but just to be in this room and hear this story and share the moment with so many other people. Um, it's just something special that can't be replicated in any way. I don't think this show just, you need to get your tickets. <laughs> um Finally, before we wrap things up, Alana, um, mm-hmm. getting to play so many different characters, what are your kind of top moments on stage that you get to play and be a part of? Yeah. I mean, Me in the Sky is, uh, is always lovely, sometimes terrifying. Um, but <laughs> when there's a moment um, where she talks about, uh, you know, lifting off the ground and you sort of looking upwards and this, the sort of lights quite, um, it's sort of getting a bit brighter and it always, I always have a bit of a moment. This is a bit nerdy, but um, you know, that sort of inner child in you that always wanted to do that. I always get a bit of a, you're doing it moment in that, um, you know, because she's talking about lifting off and, and sort of experiencing that thing for the first time that she loves. And so I always feel a bit of a parallel in that moment of you're sort of getting to do what you always wanted to do. And, and um that always sort of, yeah, that, that um, gets me. <laughs> um, and I think, I mean, I love being on stage and watching uh, the audience react to Colby Kindle anytime I'm out there and I get to sort of watch, um, you know, cause he has a lot of moments where he uh, really sort of, I mean, we all chat to the audience directly, but he, he sort of gets a really special relationship with them. And I think they get to sort of go on that real journey of his character sort of changing with that, with them, uh, with him. And I love being out there and listening to them. They always, you know, um, laugh so much at him and, and have the best time with him. And I, I love that. Um, I love doing Screech because it's always just so lovely. No matter who you're on for, everyone's out there having a good time and you get to sort of connect with, um, with everyone. And then the other moment I really love is uh, the very end when uh, Claude sort of steps forward and talks about, you know, we commemorate... Uh, what we lost, but we also honor what we found. Uh, I might have gotten that wrong, but that moment. Um, yeah, I first of all, there's a feeling of relief because I've gotten through the show and I've done <laughs> it. <laughs> but also just that like moment to like where we're all together and we're like, yes, this is the story that we are telling and we've told it. And then we sort of snap back out to the audience. And I always just love that moment. That so moment much. for me is also kind of one of the more peak emotional points in the show as well, because it's the only time, one of the only times where you as an audience member get to sit there and take in, because it's the, one of the only slow moments in the show where you get to take in the last hour and then all of a sudden it picks back up and you're like, but it's, 
it's like the emotion hits you and then you're like, oh my God, okay, cool, we're back up. We're like, it's a very interesting moment um, to view. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, so many good moments. Oh my God, we could so just- So many, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, amazing. Now, guys, if you are at all wanting to buy tickets, thinking about it, sitting on the edge of your seat, just do it. Head to comefromaway.com.au right now. Click the big yellow button that says tickets. Mm-hmm. You will not regret it. And if you do, just DM me and tell me that you regret it. And <laughs> I'll hear your side of the story. But I can almost guarantee you, you won't. Alana, for those people sitting on the edge of their seat thinking, should I, ooh, a 9-11 musical, like, ooh, what's going on? What's your final pitch for these people thinking about buying tickets? you need this show in your life. You just do. And you need it now more than ever. Um, and yeah, that, that's what I can say is you just, you have to get along and you'll feel better about life. You'll feel better about humanity. You'll have a great time. Um, and you'll probably come back another three or four. I'm sure. hundred <laughs> percent. I'm going to be there multiple times <laughs> this month. So make sure you guys are getting your tickets, uh, coming and saying hi. If you see any one of us here, you've heard, yeah a quarter of the cast chat to uh, <laughs> us here on this podcast. If you want to listen to any of our past episodes, make sure you go and get all those Come From Away vibes. But we will see you at the Capitol Theatre for the final leg of Come From Away in Australia. Oh, it's so sad to say that out loud. No. <laughs> um, but, guys, thank you, Alana, for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on. And we will see you next week with a brand-new episode of the We Are Theatre podcast. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.